Ooh, hey, Rex. Ooh. <laughs> they just added that as somebody requested that he have a classy voice. Very classy. Mm-hmm. How's everyone Thanksgiving? That oh, was good. Good. Well, my crappy internet's back. Uh oh. So, exact same problem as uh, last week. Yeah, and it's definitely you. Yep. But what's weird is I ran Fall Filter Green Monday night, no problem whatsoever. Uh, mm. Well, you know, uh, you want me to let me see where this Discord server is located. Well, we were on the other one last time. Yeah. Uh, U.S. South. I would think that would be pretty good for you. Mm. Yep. If they get the biscuits I... and the gravy inside the server. Yep. I don't know. So uh, it comes and goes. So I, I, at least. When I'm listening to everyone else, I'll get a little bit of the brrrr, and then it'll smooth out and it'll be normal. So is it the same way on y'all's ends where I sound like I'm talking a little? Yeah, you're a little digitized. Uh, It's not bad. It's it's deal with. I don't think this is Matt's fault. I just don't know. Um, I'm surprised you didn't go with Duck's fault. Just saying. No, but you and I spend too much time online, and we don't have the problems, so it's not a a plausible conspiracy. Well, we we had it for White Rock, though, didn't we? Or was it when we had Alien? Oh, did we not have it on White Rock? Oh, it is it is backdoor. Woohoo! I love it. Not my fault. How was your Thanksgiving backdoor? Oh, pretty shitty. Don't want to be that guy, but I spent. Oh, you were sick. That's right. Bed. Yeah, I had, I just had a stomach bug that just fucking whipped my ass. Mm-hmm. That is no fun. Uh, now, uh, and you can tell me to go f myself if that's the appropriate response. Okay. Um, oh, we have to wait that. and hear what you say. Yes. 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 <laughs> I always assume that go F yourself is one of the three responses Duck will have to anything I say. Um, I'll, so, I'll say it before I even hear what you have to say. Exactly. So, uh, uh, Matt, do you have any long-term complications or or? Yeah, I have some things from that... your brush with COVID? I do, yeah. I still have some taste and smell stuff that goes on, actually. Some weird stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, it's almost like it's, you don't want to take an unknown virus and you know stick it in your jammies. Yeah, I've got a weird thing with like, um, it tends to be like garlic and onions. Ooh, are way off for me. Really? Like garlic yeah. isn't as bad anymore, but mm. like onions. Um, actually, I picked up uh, euros for my wife and I, mm-hmm. and they always like throw a shit ton of onions. Right on there, and I picked them all off because they were too it, strong. It's off. It's not. Or it's not a strong, strong thing. It's just like the flavor is different. So, uh, that's oh, it. Man. Like I waited a while to start working out again and stuff, just because I was worried. Like I didn't want. I didn't want to fucking take a chance with it, even though you know I'm still relatively young. But uh, 
that's the only thing I've had. Mm-hmm. I will say this: my symptoms, like on Friday, were identical. Other than I didn't, I didn't lose taste and smell. Obviously, this time, but I was like, "Holy yeah. fuck, I have this again!" Right? I didn't. Yeah, I mean, a bad, a bad virus. Is, there's a lot of overlap. Your body does the same things. Yeah, yeah. Because then I was like, uh, "Now everything's getting better," but I had a bunch of abdominal pain. And so I was looking up symptoms, which I know you should never look up symptoms on there. No, but yeah, it's like the, the symptoms for the, you know, the stomach bug and fucking appendicitis are like identical. Oh yeah. No. I've <laughs> had like appendicitis. Last, last night I'm like jabbing my gut on the right no. side to see if I feel any pain in my life. It's like no, appendicitis. Uh, I can tell you as someone who like, I thought I was getting sick uh you know i woke up and then it was all like and you know i felt bad and you kind of stop eating and like i dry heaved for hours and hours and my oh, wife's shit. like looking at me like something's not right with you i'm like yeah you might be right <laughs> let's go check it out and like yeah it's like oh you have appendicitis yeah once i started up. getting better oh we lost craig uh i rolled out a bit like i would assume that i'd be getting my pain would be getting worse so and he's back. Right. So is Alistair by the same yes. people that did Craig? Yes. It's one guy. It's Yaw Weasel. Okay. okay. And uh, uh. It, it, so apparently, and there's a Yaw Weasel, there's a Craig Discord where um, you can go talk about things Craig. Uh, he posted the Alistair thing today. Apparently, uh, Discord has some sort of like throttling thing per bot. So as more and more people use Craig, like this is probably some of his like there's like some limit they put on for a single bot. So he just recreated Craig, Alistair, and it's Patreon folks only. So nice. Yeah, I mean theoretically, if this works, I guess he could make you know Craig one and Craig two, and I don't know, but he he's. And, you know, he talks to Discord uh, folks, and they are not super supportive, so. Hmm. Which is weird, because it's a feature that makes Discord a more viable platform. But, you know, it has to do, I think, with, like, the people making that decision are people who are probably running off a script what's really going on or are they secretly working on their own recording bot and could so be. they could be don't want to just hey you know if they would do Google a decent job at it that'd be fine right just yeah I, I throw shekels this guy's way I, I like if i can get reliable recording i'll pay for it right. and i'm a pretty cheap bastard but Speaking of cheap bastards, how was your Thanksgiving art? <laughs> <laughs> it went all right. It was cheap and bastardy. How, how are you good. guys doing? <laughs> how are you feeling back? Yeah, good. I uh, I took yesterday off work because, uh, well, with the amount of trips to the bathroom, that just wouldn't have been productive for anyone. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm good today. I, I yeah. took the day. Don't ever, don't ever get the disease that I have. Permanently. Yeah, right. <laughs> but can't you bill some of that? <laughs> just, just take a I'm take sure a file with you that. onto the can. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. 
the shit stains on your folder are free. Exactly. <laughs> We're not charging for those. I mean, I'm sure you're trying not to think about being sick, so what better way to you know, <laughs> feel better other than think about your client's problems? So. <laughs> oh, my God. You're on to something. So, uh, Rex, I, you seem interested in Star Starforged uh, backdoor. Oh, I am super interested. I just there's just no, no time. plausible way of jamming another thing in right now. Okay, yeah. But I, I just responded uh, in Iron Sworn that probably Saturday night's going to be the only window that I have. I think Saturday night's my optimal too. So maybe. Right. Maybe. I, Pete Pete A sounds like he's in, and honestly, you know, if it's just Pete A and I, uh, we had a good time last time. So uh, anybody and else? And gravy. Is is there stuff floating around somewhere that I need to be reading, or are you going to hold my hand and just walk me through it? Um, I don't mind holding your hand. I can. I'll post the shit. All right. I, I mean, I've uh, read through a chunk of Iron Sworn, so I have a, uh, a broad the, um, idea yeah. how it works. Yeah, it's not hard. Um, okay. It's um, the uh, the playtest stuff. All you got to do is like, you know, it's it's a, it's open to anyone. You just got to go say, uh, I want to join the Discord. And, okay. But I will not make you do that. I will just give you a shit because that's the kind of guy I am. And I know how lazy you fucking are. Your laziness <laughs> approaches mine. Speaking of Dex laziness, how's your Thanksgiving, Kyle? Just kidding. That was that was a play on a joke earlier. Yeah, that was talk. that was a big reach. <laughs> it was. It was. And apparently, I offended yeah, him. The, the phone. The phone. What about the phone? The phone is so reliable. Yeah. Maybe he can't find the push to talk. Yeah. We're gonna figure out at one point that Kyle has like a super high end commercial server that he uh -huh. he calls phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. A super high-end commercial server that is Kyle. Mm -hmm. it's not Blair. Well, maybe it's Blair and Kyle. Maybe it's virtual right. machines. Uh, you've never seen those two together, have you? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I've never seen them in the same shell, honestly. So, yep. Yep. how are you, Kyle? Pretty good. Good. Waiting on Hollywood. Uh, well, we can go ahead and do drink orders. Art, you drinking anything? I just finished a glass of wine, but I'm nice. right now drinking iced tea. Yeah, my my wife just opened a bottle of wine tonight, and uh, it's pretty jelly. Uh -huh. I just don't think I don't think a couple of glasses of wine is a good mix right now. Nope. Duck, what about you? I made myself a hot toddy. Oh, nice. Yeah, and today is also a no eating day, so you get that you get that bonus <laughs> going. You get, you get maximum duck. That that just means maximum Amia, I think. I think yeah, oh, yeah, plays for into sure. Amia. Oh yeah. Rex. Um, as much as I wanted to drink like eight ounces of gin, I am going to drink some wine because I have to get up tomorrow and work. So there's a uh, challenging day today so so yeah. red wine very nice kyle uh, rum and coke very with nice. popcorn back, back to class there we go that's right all is right in the world <laughs> that's what the fans expect 
So popcorn order, Kyle, what's your popcorn of choice? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just, I make it on the stovetop. Like I don't like microwave popcorn. So I make That's it. Goddamn animals. Yeah. I, I do make it, it on of olive oil and sea salt. What do you do? Uh, coconut. I've got coconut oil that I use. And then, uh, I, uh, use, I've got like, I've got like actual popcorn salt and then I melt butter on the stovetop and drizzle it over it. Nice. It's delicious. Deck, it looks like you're trying to talk, but you're not coming through. Uh, I, I I meant to unmute and I dropped, mm. and then I came back. So I'm good. It's fine. I'm, I'm more than willing to embarrass myself at any point. <laughs> uh, Hollywood did say he was changing his schedule around, but maybe today. Uh, he, he shot he, me a text. He said, it, "Fucking shit, fucking uh, shit show of a day. Be there in ten. Okay. Okay. You must have lost a, a vinyl penis or something. Yes, exactly. Penises he had to... Yes, too many penises. Remember a long time ago, I was cutting a commercial for vitamin water, and uh, one of the web ads was going to be this guy who wears a kilt, and uh, when he does something with the kilt, like his giant dong drops out, and you had to blur it out. So I felt bad. The producer, she had to go to all the porn shops in the L.A. area and basically grab as many variety of dildos as she could because she didn't know what the director would want. So she had to basically try and cover all bases so that he could just say, okay, <laughs> actually that's the perfect one. And then she had to go and try to return all the ones they had used. <laughs> <laughs> Gently used. Yeah, Gently like, used. <laughs> How'd yeah. that go? Put this on our ding and dent shelf. <laughs> exactly. Give her Hollywood's number and the director can give everything to order to size. <laughs> exactly. And color it's all problem. about framing. Uh, can we contaminate this RPG recording with a very brief wargaming discussion? Oh, okay. please. It's been known to happen. Dildos uh, are good, but wargaming, please. No. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Art, do you have GTS on the calendar for tomorrow night? I did. Yeah, I, I saw that exchange. And uh, the way I you said the 12th is what you had. Um, right. Or something like that. Yeah, but it was definitely, at least for me, it was definitely never going to be the 12th because Saturdays can be tricky for me. Um, but I had on my okay. calendar the second. Yeah. Uh, Do you, I, I think it's very unlikely that I will be on tomorrow night. So do you mind okay. carrying the ball for the Germans? No, not at all. Does that uh, spoil any of the fun? Is it okay to just do a session, or would no. you want to see if we could figure something out? No, no, no. I, I um, am worried about this that game losing momentum if we push it just for me. So just okay, because I think I think my, my sense is the next few turns of that game are going to be a slog for us, anyways. So okay, um, let's just get through them. So if you don't, if you don't mind doing it, I don't want to stick no, you with it. No. Not at all. Is there something okay. specific you wanted me to focus on a little bit from with your forces? Uh, capture that airfield. The airfield. That's, okay. that's all that's I'm going to expect when I next log in and I see that airfield is. Don't disappoint the Fuhrer. <laughs> exactly. I know it's no pressure. <laughs> so, but yeah, absolutely, yeah. it's no problem. And with minimal casualties, I should probably put that caveat on there. <laughs> I want a healthy, robust right. fighting force in possession of the airfield. <laughs> Bonus. Take the high ground above the airfield. 
<laughs> sure. Done. Are you guys doing Crete? Yeah, yeah. we're doing Crete. Yeah. So, it's good. I really um, like it. It's been a long time since I played GTS, but I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a weird scenario because we, as the Germans, you land, you have like this kick-ass turn, and then the way the the uh, command shits and the dispatch points work, um, you don't get a lot. And we made a, a mistake and spent ourselves down to a point where we're we're basically just out of gas for a while, while the Commonwealth forces stumble and bumble around trying to position to make things difficult for us. So it's it's kind of a weird lull that we're in right now. Um, but the Fulshermakers don't mess around. They are some pretty kick-ass units. Yeah, and I feel like we've started the process of sort of getting some speed behind us. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Well, I'll, I'll hop over there and let Ty know that you and I have talked, and uh, let's keep let's keep the date, and you'll just roll for it. Sounds good. Oh. All right. That is the war game interlude. <laughs> Feels like it needs a theme song. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about um, like when you guys plug the Kickstarter for the board game tables. Oh yeah, this war game. I didn't actually back that. Did anyone? A buddy of mine got in a, a, an early ship date, so he's going to order my table for me when the pledge vendor. Mm, okay. I'll be curious. You, you'll have to. I'm curious to see how nice it is. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got a little uh, nervousness about you know dropping twenty five hundred dollars on a table. So mm. yeah, we should get our table. Speaking of tables, we should get ours this month. Um, it's like a two man shop, and they had a someone on the team got COVID. Oh. And then, yeah, well, uh, I'm always curious for pictures. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be nice. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I mean, I delayed. totally understand the appeal. It's just with my new man cave, it just like they they had a fixed width, and that wasn't going to work for me. Oh yeah, that I ended up going uh, with a word, working shop here. Okay, so you got a custom. Yeah, but it's not it's not like we didn't get like a. I mean, I told him it was for board games for him mm -hmm. to keep in mind, but it is just a table. Oh, so it doesn't have like the recessed. No. no. Okay. Oh well, then I don't care what it looks like. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's got four legs and a flat surface. If you can picture that. What's the dimensions you're going with uh, back to? Uh, I can tell you. It's basically. So we have like a weird shaped basement that's kind of like an L with like a hexagon on the short end of the L, if that makes sense. And so it's kind of fitting in that like hexagon nook. It is. I've got to mention somewhere. I don't know. It's It's around like five feet. By something and now I can't find it. Is it sort of more like family board games or are you looking like this is my solo table, don't you dare come um back. so it's um it is more general for like 
it is not for like massive games because we have a dining room table, but we wanted something down here. So like for something big, I would just use the dining room table. Uh, Got it. But like I gave him the dimensions for U.S. Civil War is like the minimum <laughs> with ample right, space, right. and then we worked up from there. <laughs> so at least two maps could fit. Yes. On there. Right. 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 Like yeah, I think it's just over by over five by three. That's why I like the modular IKEA tables because you can just add and remove as necessary based on map yeah, size. If I had like a, a square basement, I'd, I'd like that approach. I think it, yeah, I think I'm gonna like I'm I have basically a set of legs and I'm just gonna build my own kind of custom tops, yeah, and then maybe even with a top on top of those and do like that's what uh, switch them out. Yeah. At our old game club, we had it was basically yeah, so just cafeteria thing does yeah like the map like, drawers and shit yeah it was like cafeteria tables and then there were these great big massive wooden toppers that could yep. you just pull you know, them out yeah yep. you could put a you could and you could put it away and pull it out and there yep. you go yep of course I mean now I I mean I don't know that I need to do that I have I've had uh, a war game set up underneath my plexiglass but right now it's covered with rpg stuff and i'm thinking this is how it's gonna go is it is it midway still no no i have um knights of the air knights of the air set up which we've been playing on vassal it's a it's a cool game i'm enjoying it seeing if i i'm seeing if i can summon hollywood to that make him show up (laughs) before all this started lawrence and i started axis empires Mm -hmm. in person Oh, yeah, uh, at the beginning right of the year, and so what it would be nice to do, and we were playing like every Sunday, mm-hmm. um, but even if we don't do that frequently, it'd be nice to be able to leave something set up because we did, um, not Beyond the Rhine, but the other one, um, OCS, yeah, OCS, but the um, oh, the, the Blitzkrieg Legend, yeah, Blitzkrieg Legend, yeah, like we set that up. I don't know how I figured it, it I guess, I guess, same theater, different time. I guess that's how I figured it out. I don't know, want to think that I know how your mind works, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be nice to be able to leave something like that set up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get started and we can talk about recap and um, maybe we can get Professor... Uh, Samson out of out of cryo uh, when he comes <laughs> on. So uh, we left off with a bunch of things going very badly. Um, if we cut back to the map, you guys lost uh, FTL travel somewhere around here on your way back um, to uh, Novgorod Station. Uh, in tow, you have a full supply of unprocessed scorpion and venom. You have all the research material as well as quite a few samples of the processed scorpionist protein. You've got two workers from um, Magdala Station um, and yeah, I think we had restored just about everything. I think there were some ship systems that were you know, like damaged, but you guys put a patch job on them uh, to get you by. And I think we had just left off. And you guys had done a pretty good job of restoring the FTL drive. Yep. I forget anything. 
I mean, uh, you forgot to emphasize that um, Amia did not cause any of this damage. <laughs> oh yeah, so that was. Uh, I mean, worth because it was. Out, uh, it was. Let's see who was on watch when this all happened. Hmm, who could it be? Could it be <laughs> Blaine? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Blaine, but uh, Ace <laughs> thinks he did it. So, oh, yeah. He yeah, of course. Yeah, right. yeah, he was yeah. been, he's yeah. been manipulated he into. Of course he does. Yes, with, of course he does. After Rex had spent like six weeks reading about executive leadership. <laughs> as he, as he, uh, bundling up in more and more blankets just reading executive <laughs> leadership books I'm going to be the best executive ever yeah. starting by blaming the subordinates and <laughs> actually his the, superior the fact that this rust bucket of a ship that I've only lately joined happened <laughs> to seize up when I was awake uh, as, as someone likes to tell me Correlation does not imply causation. (laughs) (laughs) That's chapter three in that management book. Exactly. Deflect. Yes. And as I pointed out, fix the problem, not the blame. We're a forward-looking organization. (laughs) And I, I think specifically where we left off, we had Chuck was definitely awake because Chuck was kind of the one that patched everything together um yeah surprise surprise yeah well it is your fucking job dude come on and well, i i put you back together you put the ship back together <laughs> and i don't recall if you guys had decided to go to sleep i know we had talked about that chuck wasn't going to stay awake for the rest of the trip uh, right. that they would think yeah, we'd have to go so. back to a rotation samson still hadn't done his uh that's right yeah, I think so. No, maybe. he did, right? He did. He did. Oh, he did. Yeah, I think Art was last. So that's right, because it went. It went. Amia, Samson. Went. It wasn't Samson either who fucked this up. It was Blaine. no. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. You guys both made made it through your. Uh, yeah. I think you broke. <laughs> wait, somebody broke the coffee maker though. Blame this on me, not this time. Oh, there's Hollywood. Hey. Who broke the coffee Backward maker? Backward thinking is not going to help. Uh, that feels like something I would do. I don't know who caused the coffee maker, but the role for the coffee maker to break came during the Blaine and uh, the Patrick. Blaine administration. Yeah, let's just blame it on <laughs> blame it on Blaine. That's my new logo. Blame it on Blaine bumper stickers. That's right. Yeah. Twenty seven. Amia wakes up out of cold sleep with that with that button already made. Blame it on Blaine. And also, the coffee maker is being permanently removed from the bridge. Just having clearly having beverages around the panels on the bridge is asking for trouble. Well, uh, how are you, Hollywood? Welcome. We were just starting when uh, you popped on. Uh, I have a stress headache and it's been a shit day, but let's play and I'll forget about it. And I can tell you after if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's make this session as stressful as possible. Then we'll help with that. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, good. I'm Whatever should to have go you wrong here. should go wrong. <laughs> uh, good. So we find ourselves with uh, let's let's cut to Chuck and uh, the other two guys can tell me if they went to bed or not, and then we can see how things progress. I was under the impression that um, Chuck was up 
and that we were going to go into cryo because we had been up for a while. I, Blaine's been up for a long time. Yes, he has. Um, so uh, and starting to show si- signs of stress. Um, right. It's like he Lots wanted of... to stop you at a panic roll. Yeah, yeah. So he really needs to pull it together, particularly if I'm supposed to be negotiating best price for these um, people that we liberated from the uh, space station. Um, so I'd, I'd really like to go back into cryo, but you know, I, I'm I'm not going to fight Chuck over that. Uh, no, Ch- Chuck, uh, he's. But he he still follows the rules for for cryo. I mean, this this is yeah, people having uh, you know the signs of illness of being awake for too long and hypersleep is nothing to mess around with. So, since I'm sure in his past Chuck has flirted with those um, limits before. So, but uh, Blaine does find a post it on the inside of his cryo that says try not to fuck up your cryo tube HR <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know he kind of looks at it and um, he gets another posted out and he like makes a note to himself and he sticks it um, next to that post-it note um, and, and it says this is an area uh, that needs improvement. And then he goes off into cryo. And what about Patrick? Did you follow him up to cryo or are you uh, staying awake with uh, Chuck for a little bit? Uh, I feel like... Yeah, I'll stay awake. Okay. For a little bit. How how much... How long... I guess what uh, what adds to the stress? What's the requirement yeah so it's it's if you spend too long in ftl travel awake and so it was at the beginning of your shift that ftl went to shit it's like i'm sure you've been sleeping it's not like you've been awake awake for you know two weeks you probably haven't actually been in in cryo or uh, ftl travel all that long um seeing as you guys just got everything back online Actually, you know what? I, I maybe I do go crash. Okay, cool. Then Chuck, uh, you're on the ship. Um, based off the shit you just went through, I'm not gonna force you into a heavy machinery and comm droll like you really <laughs> want to. Uh, no. Yeah. Although, well, I, so. I think Chuck will try and fix the coffee maker. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's a heavy machinery roll. <laughs> Uh, it's, it is characterized in the book, and let me double check, get to the right page. It's, I didn't realize the copy maker was in the book. <laughs> oh, it absolutely is, yeah. It's pretty important. Well, that's true. If I remember what page. I had this marked last time because we rolled there so many times. Oh. Why can't I find this? That's on the index. It's kind of disappointing. 
Coffee coffee maker, page 78. It's not under necessities. No, no, no. It was like it's in the 190s, I want to say. Why can't I? There we go. Nope. Yep. There we go. Uh, It is heavy machinery. (laughs) Well, it is an industrial strength coffee maker. That's right. No fucking around. That's right. And this isn't good. My one note is not loading up. Yeah. Oh, I guess I could have used my uh, could use my cutting torch to add to <laughs> on, the, on the coffee. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> that, soldering that, pieces that, uh, together. Yeah, because I have two grounds have, are really really stuck on there. I have well, I have two one coffee one makers, coffee. so maybe I'm you know oh you can, merging you can meld them together. Yeah, Franken Franken oh, coffee maker. Two d six isn't really gonna give me what I'm <laughs> what I need. <laughs> I was just going to try and add two dice to that. But. Well, four and a three, so... Um, oh, yeah, that's right. It tells you what they are. So, no, nope, nothing. Uh, and Chuck's certainly not... He's, no, he's not going to stress himself out over the coffee maker. Especially <laughs> since he didn't... Wrong especially answer. Since, wrong answer. He didn't break it, so... It's the coffee maker. There's no yeah. more sh- critical ship's component. No. So, uh, Chuck has other avenues for his... Mm. Fix. Yeah. Speaking of which, while he's awake, Chuck uh, finds himself just kind of doing his rounds on the ship, going past where the scorpid venom is stored. Um, which I guess raises the question of where is the scorpid venom stored? Are you the venom or the protein? The the processed the, or unprocessed? Right. The pro- the processed stuff. I would assume, um, like in the science lab. I mean, because like you guys just collected like vials of it. Yeah, it wasn't the other like stuff's a in cold storage. Right, the big unprocessed stuff's down in the cargo bay. Okay. Yeah, so he is looking at the vials of scorpion venom, just kind of standing there, just staring at them. Mm. And how many vials are there? Um. Yeah. Let's say you guys. Um... Oof, that's a good question. I don't know. Let's say like three dozen, like three trays. Nice. And uh, what type of liquid? Are they clear vials? Um, no, they've got like a, um, you can, you can see through them, but they've got like a brown. Yeah. Bourbon thing. colored. That's exactly what I was saying. They're bourbon. Colored. Okay. Very nice. No, that's, that's good. So Chuck is going to, he's going to pull some serious high school shit here. <laughs> oh, nice. And uh, because this is that's about as far as you know, Chuck <laughs> can uh, can calculate things. But he's like, oh, I just need something to top up some of these vials with. That's the same color. <laughs> nice. So Chuck goes down to his stash. He's got a stash of liquor in his workshop. He takes a couple vials with him, and he transfers the liquid from. Let's say three of the vials um, into a container, uh, like a thermos or something like that, something that he'd have laying around his workshop, and uh, refills the three vials with bourbon and takes them back up to the lab and puts them back with the other vials. Nice. 
I'm sure Chuck's thermos has all appropriate biohazard uh, safety features. Uh-huh. He sticks, it in the, he sticks it in the fridge, his little mini fridge that he's got down in the workshop. <laughs> he's not stupid. It's one of those, those new vacuum seal thermoses where you hit the button and it, and it keeps it extra hot for yeah, it's Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it, it is certified to be taken out into space. So, you know, because you got to, you know, you might take your, take your hot soup out there with you in space. <laughs> <laughs> Take your helmet off. Hold your breath. Yeah, get you know when you're working food. on the when you're working on the outside of the ship. Yeah, nice, love it. Uh, other than that, um, just uh, he also. Well, I, I'm not sure if Chuck knows how the scorpid protein would be administered. If i.e. are the vials intended to be transferred to syringes? Um, yeah, I would like say that. like they have stoppers for like quick swaps into like an IV. Like I'm, okay. I'm imagining like a you just pop the vial into a, a syringe apparatus thing. I, I don't know. I'm doing a shit job of explaining it, but yeah, because I, I think uh, Chuck would know enough that if the, yes. if it's if it's administered intravenously, then he would make sure that he could do that. And, you know, he's familiar with this sort of stuff. So he's got access to syringes. There's either first aid kits in his workshop, um, which he would yeah. probably use those instead of taking something from the med lab just because Amia might notice that. So, um, so suffice to say that he can access the protein in the proper way if he needs to. That For he's, sure. he knows enough to do that so he's not just going to chug it down <laughs> well if you want a little kick in your coffee when you get that machine fixed yeah i mean if you could if you can chug it down if that's another way of taking it but well we could explore the results for sure yeah <laughs> i'm not just gonna tell you uh nice uh other than that uh everything just normal routine for chuck fixing yep. everyone's yeah the, sh the ship is is you know eerily quiet the beeping from the med lab as uh, the two, I think you guys called them victims or captives or something, <laughs> uh, are healed by the machines automatically in cryo. And um, you guys are probably just a, f a few weeks out from when you'll exit FTL travel near Novgorod station. Um, I don't, we don't, I'm not going to have everyone go through the whole watch again. What I think I'll, if, if Chuck's done and ready to get up to cryo, if someone else has something they want to do, I'll just open it up. If anyone wants to pop out of cryo and take a watch, we can address whatever they need to address. If not, we can fast forward a little bit. I wouldn't mind jumping out a little bit. Yeah, sure. But so I don't want to slow things down. No, nope. Perfect. Uh, so let's just say if Chuck's done, then Chuck heads up to cryo and yep. you'll wake up the next person. Yeah. Although I think in the rotation, it would have been Amia, but, um, I mean, we can skip ahead to, to art if Amia doesn't have anything that she wants to do during the. Amia oh, just said BRB. Yeah. So, yep, so. I don't sound like it. All right. Uh, yeah. So am I, am I up? 
Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with Patrick? All right. So I wanted, so the, the first cryo, uh, my time out of cryo was kind of a mess. So I, you know, was too busy repairing, but now that things have calmed down a little bit, I wanted to take some time to sort of, and mentally assume some of this captain position. And uh, so, you know, during, so, you know, when I've got time to myself, I sort of go through the captain's quarters uh, and reluctantly sort of realize I need to start packing all this stuff up to try and get it to the next of kin if there is any. Um, and while I'm doing that, I realize maybe I should start seeing what the checklists are for me to do, like accessing mother as captain and uh, starting to take a look and see what the bigger picture is if I'm going to be doing this. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think you, you hit some of the stuff that like you would expect to see, like just increase duties. I think you also, just knowing Patrick, you start to realize that's a shit ton for you to chew on as well as you know, pilot the ship. Um, in in terms of mother, you pr- you probably find like Captain Fig's mother access codes in cart um, okay. to get into the mother station. Um, I so maybe I would grab those cards and then I would take a walk over to the mainframe. Yeah, it's just the it's just the one card. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so the mainframe for Mother is just, like, right off the side of, like, Mother's here, basically. Okay. Yeah, so I hop in there. Uh, I, you know, take so a seat, get ready to... It's probably worth ready. noting that, like, the access to Mother, it's all, like, the door is open. <clears throat> oh, interesting. So I don't need... Okay, so it's already open, and... uh and what do I see when I look at Mother? Is Mother also already up and running? Yeah, I mean, she's always, like, in. A, it's in a, like, constant state of entering manual commands as well as, like, voice commands to Mother. Um, but just from, like, what everyone knows on the ship, like, you just can't walk into the the mainframe. You need the captain's Got it. Code so the fact or... that it's already open is weird. Yes. Okay. Um... Okay, so then I sit down, and I I would know that, right? That's something Patrick... Yeah, right. I think anyone on the crew would know, like, yes, right. Yeah, I remember that from from Alien, right, where Ripley says that she has access to Mother now after Dallas dies. Oh, right. Yeah, so if you could give us that line, Patrick, that would really... (laughs) I'll get my own answers, thank you. (laughs) I'll get my own, and thank you, answers. Fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I nail it. Um, all right, so I I take a seat and uh, wondering what's going on with the door being open. I check to see who the last person to access it was. Um. Yeah. Let's. Hmm. I I'm gonna say it will, it'll show as Captain Sig. Okay, and am I able to check to see what... Oh, I check when. 
uh yeah it's um it would have been sometime around uh your watch and the beginning of your watch and the end of blaine's watch so post death yes okay um creepy i checked to see (laughs) i checked to see what the departed captain sig was uh searching because obviously i know it wasn't her yeah and i think you like start running into like dead ends at this point um because you guys did a bunch of like cleanup right to make sure that whatever hat was happening um you did like a system reboot to a restore point right yeah oh all right um so i think you hit some dead ends okay um okay so I check to see if anyone else has accessed Mother. Um, other than other than Captain Sig, has anybody? I mean, all you can see is that Captain Sig had access. I guess you don't really know who was like sitting at the terminal, right? Um, There is there a security feed in hmm. the room. Like, do we like the way the station had cameras? Does this room have cameras? Does the ship have cameras? I don't think so. None of the you guys think the sh- do you guys think the ship would have cameras? Uh, I'll leave it up to the crew. <laughs> well, what would, what would company policy be on? <laughs> well, it, so my first thought was Camera company policy would just be cargo, like on the cargo bay, maybe. Yeah, if Blaine doesn't yeah. want cameras, then Amiya wants cameras. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, here's my answer. So, practically speaking, given how ubiquitous cameras are in this day and age, there would be cameras everywhere. But if we're actually playing in the genre, then there was this weird mix of high-tech, low-tech in right. uh, Alien. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we're still using CRTs yep, in right. this game. So. And everything's analog. Like you've got static that you see on screens right. and stuff. So, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, thinking what we know about this setting, like there was nothing about security feeds on, because otherwise they could have just checked the camera and found out what happened to the face hugger when it, you know, scuttled off of, of, uh, right. what's his face. So, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say for setting sake, probably no cameras. Yeah, but, and I'd, I'd probably say not on like uh, I I like that, and that's what we're gonna go with. I, and especially I think on a big freighter like this, which is outdated, outclassed. Yeah. So. Although, in the mother's security room, there would probably be a camera that we might see get turned off for storytelling purposes. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can roll with that, sure. Uh. So if that does exist, there's there's no footage other than you see it going off. If you want to roll that way, sure. Okay. Interesting. All right. So somebody was accessing under Captain Sig's user, and it's not like a login, like Captain Sig password password. It's like <laughs> that that key code and card is is how you get into this mainframe. Okay. <laughs> It's not the password guest. (laughs) Admin, admin. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, so then 
let me uh let me access mother am i able to tell um i ask i access mother to pull up personnel files on uh sort of the newer members of the crew dr uh samson and uh Blaine, if there's anything on them. If uh, not. yeah. Um, and because it's been so long since we sat down and talked about it, I'm going to have like, um, Samson, tell me something about your past that Patrick would find interesting as, as mother gives him a report. Uh, the one thing that I mentioned at the beginning is that, uh, some people might recognize him from having been, uh, like, oh, look at this wonderful alien artifact that I had, uh, that I found and uh, sold to a museum and they found out it was a fake. And it was kind of made sort of like the space version of national news um, for like a minute of like, hey, this guy, you know, claimed he found something incredible and it was a big deal and uh, turned out it was all false and fake bullshit. And he had made a bunch of money off of it. And then everyone, he was sort of drummed out of uh, uh, archaeology and all that because of um, what he had done. So he's sort of been trying to redeem himself since then. So he's definitely got a shady past. And it's worth noting that news was big enough for Padraig to recognize Professor Sampson's face when you guys first, when he was about to get his ass beat over the ascot. Right, that's yeah. true. And then Blaine, uh, Rex, same question for you. What's what's something in your personnel file that may? Um... So I think what Patrick found interesting was that when he was initially reading it, it was very uninteresting, um, it, it, and he probably deduced after a while that this has basically been like a sterilized personnel file or like a canned personnel file, but he pokes around a little bit more and, and what he finds is, <clears throat> because you know, the bureaucracy always has to be served, um, like every duty assignment that Blaine had within the uh, corporation. And what he notices is like when Blaine first comes in the corporation, he's moving assignments with rapidity and he's moving up assignments. So he's clearly kind of fast tracking. And then suddenly his assignments kind of go sideways. And then suddenly he gets uh, um, reassigned to this uh, corporate quality control out in the boonies um, uh, section in the, Probably the other thing, if Blaine or Patrick thinks about it for a while, that he figures out is Blaine's trajectory went sideways. About the time there was a big, prominent power shift in the board of directors of Wayland Yutani, that you know it was it was big enough that it was actually in the media and you know subject to discussion and um, you know not a hostile takeover, but definitely. Um, a shift in the corporation's viewpoint and leadership and how they were going to approach things. Nice. 
Good job, both of you. Uh, so there you go, Patrick. Nice. I guess so. You know, I you know Blaine and I have a bit of history together, in a sense that he terrifies Patrick. So I'm gonna see. I'm gonna check to see if Blaine has sent any comms out, like when I was in cryo, or like when people aren't around. I don't um, know if that's something that mother would know or not. Yeah, no, I th- I think so. Um, not not since departing. And Blaine, you can correct me if this I'm wrong, but I don't recall you doing that, receiving or sending anything since you departed Magdala Station. And I think any of the crew can drop in here. I think the only comms that went out probably, I mean, maybe like a, a hail to Novgorod to let them know you're en route, but I think it would be Professor Sampson. Um, but if someone wants to correct that, feel free. Nope. Chuck doesn't send email. Um, Amiya doesn't communicate. So let's have the player knowledge, character knowledge, uh, a wall go up. Uh-huh. So Patrick does find one interesting communication. It's an encrypted communication that Blaine sent. Um, and what was puzzling is it didn't appear to be sent to a standard Bayland yutani uh, destination. It was sent to whistleblower.gov. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> he does not, uh, he and mother can't deduce the destination point. Um, and that. I mean that in, in, in the sense of like they can't link it to an IP address or a, server or end recipient, but there definitely was a encrypted type beam communication um, when Blaine was out of cryo the first time. Cool. I'm, I'm good with that. Player knowledge, right. character knowledge. I ask everyone to respect that. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wait, Hollywood, right. come on. <laughs> hey, so I just I did guess... it. I just did it with Chuck. So... <laughs> Right, I do appreciate that, and that's why I there was you know, there was discussion like about whispering. <laughs> there was discussion right, was about whether about I did that behind the scenes or right. in front of everybody, and I was in favor of doing it in front of everybody so that you guys could all deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I'm on, I'm on, I'm in the same place. So cool. All right, uh, then I guess before I close out, I just do a quick skim of the other personnel files because I'm a nosy asshole. Just oh, yeah, Amiya. good. I was hoping you would go here. Chuck Love. Uh, well, Amia, we haven't heard from you in a while. What's, uh, I mean, other than the, like, not surprising scary stuff, like unhuman, unwilling to establish emotional bonds, uh, what's, what's you're, up you're, your You're file? stealing all my mojo, man. <laughs> oh, I mean... Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um... Let's see. I think here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm rubbing my hands together. Uh, Amia actually has a reprimand on her personnel file for a romantical uh, interaction with a young um, junior executive 
of Wayland Utani. Um, and this is this is uh, probably ten years ten years old, um, but you know, and maybe it explains some of her current state. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. with appreciation. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure I'm not like speaking into the void. Wrapped um, attention. Uh, and uh, like you know, it started off. You, you you know maybe and I think Art uh, or Ace would. Um, maybe like kind of look at it and like kind of cock his head a little bit and like, huh. And then like, as he reads, he's like, he's unable to turn his head away because it's this, it's this story of like star-crossed lovers, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're, it, it was her boss. Um, and they started having this romance and, um, but then it very quickly degenerates into, uh, this, um, fatal attraction, like she went total like psycho he got scared ran away there's all kinds of you know and you have to infer some of this from all the official records um but you know there was uh you know rabbits cut up um, <laughs> there were all kinds of um you know there were little messages there was stalking mostly on Amia's <laughs> side um but yeah uh Ace is Ace is frankly any any normal person would be horrified at the depths to which Amia sank, um, and this you know he may understand a little bit about her uh, emotional detachment. I'm thinking like Amia is really C Rex's wife in my head. <laughs> I was thinking you might walk into the uh, med lab and see her just sitting there switching a light on and off, yeah, switching just it on and blank, off, right, <laughs> blank, like, blank expression on her face, just. Switching the light on and off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Power eggs only takeaway is that oh she fell for her superior officer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can get lucky. Maybe. Uh, no. no. Nice. Uh, hey, Amia, I'm just curious. Is there anything in your not that it's it's not really relevant to what he's doing? Is has your personnel file been flagged for? And this is kind of all the old timers of the crew for your like past illicit activities. Oh, with, like my drug? drug yeah. Because, I mean, that's not, and that's not unknown knowledge to. I think, I think Ace, Ace already me. knows. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. The four of yeah, you yeah, were yeah. in on it. I, I'm just uh, curious there the is, point. there, you know, you can infer, like, there are, there are unsubstantiated uh, charges that were dropped that she got out of. Yeah, um, maybe some like import taxes and fees for. Thing, right. Or yeah, 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 yeah. If you know what you're looking for, you can see that, yeah, she's, she's, she's had some illicit. Plus the drug dealings. Probably true of the, the whole crew. Uh, right. What about you, Chuck? What would be on... Uh... <laughs> I, I would say there's no real surprises. In Ch I mean, the, the guy is a kind of an adrenaline junkie, you know, a classic bully type, just a total dick. And uh, his he's got... You, you do see that he has past service in the Colonial Marines, which I think... Um, they would he would already know, but you could see. Oh, um, surprise, surprise! He was a discipline case and drummed out of the Marines for compulsive behavior and not following orders. <laughs> so, um, and then yeah, there, there's probably something in there about substance abuse as well that he's a tweaker, basically. So, uh, I don't think any of this would be very surprising to uh, Patrick. Chuck's an open book. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
it's like, well, the, the same behavior that he <laughs> exhibits around here is the same behavior that got him into trouble in the past. Good. Uh, there you go, Patrick. All right. I guess, and real quickly before I move on from this, I look at my own file. Is there anything in there that I <laughs> didn't know that they know? Um, I mean, everyone knows about your... I mean, we we kind of talked about. I mean, this to be fair, oh. I think I think uh, art needs to come up with that. Yeah, yeah, but the one thing I I agree one hundred percent. I think the one thing that I'll say is everyone knows about like you all had. When I say all of you, the four original crew members, including Captain Sig, all had some kind of tie to the Colonial Marines. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that stuff would be in there. But yeah, let's let's hear it, Art. What uh, what's something you see in your personnel file that's like, oh shit! I hope no one sees this. It's, um, let me see. I'm trying to remember way back when, uh, whoops. It's one sec. I'm just looking something. It has to do with my discharge from the colonial Marines. Hmm. Nice. Um, but, and Rex, you know, you, we had chatted a little bit, so I don't want to blow anything. That's why I'm trying to just okay. skim really quickly some of the things we were talking about. Um, it's that maybe it's that, uh, let me see. Apologies for the dead air. Um, no, no, that's fine. I can throw a I can throw a hand grenade in there if you want me to, Art. Definitely, yeah. I was gonna say like, because I think I would have been sort of dishonorably discharged, but somehow that went away. But the fact that the company knows about a dishonorable discharge. But what do you think, Rex? I think your real name is in your personnel file. Oh, what? <laughs> What's she talking about, Willis? Yeah, your GM's very curious. <laughs> Wait, is that some of the stuff we were talking about? That was some of the stuff we were talking about. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak obliquely. Um, you felt the need to leave the Colonial Marine Corps in an expeditious manner. Yes, yes, yes. I and see right here. Yes. And Waylon Yutani um, assisted. Yes. And in case the Colonial Marine Corps wanted to argue the toss, we gave you a new identity so that they Your wouldn't. true name is Ged. <laughs> 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 I cast the spell that summons you. No, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, I just saw the the chat where we. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I uh, my my actual personnel files in there and that freaks me the fuck out interesting it's real history <laughs> his name's winfrey plus plus scott Brown. why do i feel like this <laughs> is like i should be reading this in the mtv like um <laughs> this is what happened when people get real yeah yeah my real name is sydney applebottom uh, <laughs> <laughs> no not really that's funny because I have about six ounces of bourbon in my cup. <laughs> so yeah, That's so my my actual 
yeah, my actual personnel files in there, including hmm. uh, service record, my actual service record. Uh, I like that. Thank you, Rex. His actual uh, service record as the world's most dangerous spy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. And so with that, I, I'm a little concerned that somebody was accessing Mother, especially knowing now that my real personnel files out there. Uh, so I try and figure out a way to safeguard that access card. And uh, as I, you know, my, do my last circles around the uh, the ship. I, I pass Blaine's quarters and get a little suddenly curious and see if the uh, captain's authority will open the door to his uh, his quarters. Uh, I'm going to say no. Like, I'm going to assume that each private quarters has, like, a, a key code in, in entrance or something like that. All right. Or or maybe you can go in, but maybe there's, like, a... like the each each person has like a private footlocker or something like that right and basically if even if i could get in it's you know like i'm so scared of actually like getting caught that i wouldn't really do anything but i sort of if the door opens i sort of look around and poke my head in i think this is another argument against cameras on the ship as well yeah. <laughs> i was just thinking that for chuck too like if there were cameras chuck would have done his high school liquor swap totally differently <laughs> yeah that's true, yeah. Uh, but it, but otherwise, uh, I uh, I wrap things up and is this the end of the uh, the light speed or is this, do we do another thing? Uh, I'll I'll open it up to anyone. Yeah, I think Duck, you were away. If Amia wanted to do anything during her rounds, because she would have been up after uh, Chuck. No, I'm, I think I'm good. Okay, uh, Ascot and uh, Blaine. All good. Okay. Um, so you guys, you guys exit uh, FTL travel, and I'd say you're you're you know a week or so out from Novgorod Station, and everyone's awake. Um, Blaine, Padrig, and Chuck are a little extra tense, maybe more so than than Samson and Amia, although Amia is her normal self. Yeah, I, I don't notice. <laughs> Do, do nor, nor would any, I care if I did. <laughs> do I lose any stress from spending oh, time in cryo? Yeah, and then everyone, let's go ahead and reset everyone's stress back down. I'll assume that everyone got another sleep cycle. Sorry, real quick. Uh, I also had some uh, damage. Do I Did that get taken care of or am I still Oh, jeez, gosh. We haven't looked at any of the like damage rules in this game other than how it affects armor. Um, yeah, I would assume so. Just with how automated like the the health pods are and stuff. Go ahead and tick yourself up. I think we should role play a session where Pedrick comes into the med bay and tries to like <laughs> get get some sort of full physical from Amia and <laughs> him like a specimen. Like I heard you like go. people at authority. Yeah, no, no, it's not happening, Ace. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking, buddy. But I might Let's have a hernia. Play that says the guy with yeah. suburban. Uh, I, I think we should if you guys want to, especially because <laughs> I think we just did it. I think it's I, done. I think, I think oh. Amia, I think Amia would sedate Ace, and um, she would insert a condom in his uh, rectum, and oh. then, and that would be about it. <laughs> um, I'll I'll just point out that the science lab a condom with just, mail. 
<laughs> the science lab is just down the hallway. And so Samson did not see any of this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that the ship's pretty quiet these days. And he probably heard a lot of whatever was happening down there. Yow! <laughs> <laughs> also, does everyone, when we wake up, does everyone gain a stress level for there being no coffee? Since I both think, machines yeah, are broken. Fuck. Yeah, it does. I think that's a great. I think that's yeah, a great. Yeah, it's got to be some kind of consequence for that. Okay. Sure. Yeah, you guys wake up and there's just like two, two coffee pots that have been split in half and then welded into <laughs> mismatching halves or complete pieces. Now, Amia Amia says nothing, but stares at Chuck for a long time. Like he feels uncomfortable. Yeah, well, Chuck's How not going to just sit there quietly. He's going to be like, hey, I didn't fucking break it. Amia's <laughs> still staring at Chuck. I know who's responsible for fixing it, though, motherfucker. It's in her eyes. <laughs> you assholes broke it so bad. Amia stares at you without that a I word. couldn't fix it. I could fix the Amia, faster than Amia light drive. Amia stares at you without a word. I could without fix the word. faster than light drive, but I could not fix this shit. You broke it so bad. You, your, your supply of, of fun time drugs may be drying up there. <laughs> Chuck, uh, seems, Chuck seems oddly un, un bothered Okay. Uh, Professor Samson, two things that catch your attention there. Uh, one, this is your first time overhearing fun supply of fun time drugs. And then two, um, this is also probably the first time you've overheard that the FTL drive was broken. Um, yeah, I'm going through the, the cupboards and I sort of do a double take and turn around and go, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The coffee machine is broken. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. And then I pull out a can and I look at it and it says banana cream pie filling. And then I look at the bottom and it's six years out of date. <laughs> is this still good? Sure. It's in a can. Copy that. Hand bulging. Yeah, I was gonna say, but there's a there's a significant bulge. <laughs> That's fine. But I did take note of the uh, the fun time drugs, and that that kind of got me to raise an eyebrow, like, hmm, what's that? <laughs> Are the two subjects that we removed from the station still in hypersleep? Uh, they're not in hypersleep. They're in the they're in the med the med pods. Yeah, so like they're probably at a cryo to like start getting them rehydrated and stuff. But they're in the med pods that are probably keeping them uh, seduced. I believe was our word. <laughs> exactly. Correct. <laughs> Seductive med. Um, <laughs> bow, shake bow. So our life might be easier if we continue to keep them on ice as it were until we negotiate the best deal for their transfer to someone else. Amiya is just gonna raise an eyebrow but give a give a short half nod of her uh chin. Well if they're up and about and making noise they could be making problems. So she looks at Blaine like did you not see me nod at you motherfucker? I agree was agreeing with you. That's all you're gonna get. You got the sense that Blaine just needed to hear a little bit more of his own voice. Yeah. And then he's now he's Amiya, Amiya's no longer paying attention. Nice. Um as you guys as you guys draw closer to Novgorod, um you're probably within radio frequency range for, for comms, but I'll remind you that your um 
your transponder has been offline um, since you guys got on the ship. Was that something we could have tried to fix? I'm just, I guess I, I sort of forgot about that, but that's not really Chuck's area. So he sort uh, of fixed oh, the heavy sh- stuff. Shit. Actually, now that I, that may be a, I'm sorry. I, I actually think I took notes in OneNote last time, and for some reason my OneNote's not opening up. Um, now that you mentioned that, I think Blaine ran a ComTech to fix that. Yeah, I thought I got us back online with that. Yeah, because so. then then Samson's email. Went oh, that's right. right. Looks like Sorry. you're trying to send an email. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Clippy. That's right. Um, yeah. And so Clippy pops up on the uh, the the mainframe hub or the you know the captains, and uh, it looks like you're being hailed from Novgorod Station. You're up, Ace. All right. So yeah, I, uh, hop into the pilot seat. Flip a couple of switches, take it out of uh, autopilot, and answer the hail. Uh, Turgenev, this is Novgorod Station One. You copy? Uh, yeah, copy. Uh, read you loud and clear. Um, sorry, above the table. We're we're trying to request docking, right? That's yeah. Like the, they time. had so with the transponder back online, like. I'm sure there's like standard procedure to like let them know that you're on your way there. And uh, so, yeah, you're probably just going through the request for docking and all that stuff. Okay. There would probably be a mention though, that our docking mechanism or whatever it is, is damaged. And so if we can get a external visual to make sure that we're okay to come in and that all that, all that sort of stuff, I just wanted to point that out. So we don't like go, plowing into Navigrad station. <laughs> and then I almost feel like I should tell them to keep the next one clear because I tend to overshoot. Because and... <laughs> <laughs> our docking yeah. apparatus is basically fixed with duct tape at this point. Uh-huh. So Right. But yeah. Maybe it's yeah, best so I... we send the shuttle. Uh, uh, so about time, would that be to guide us in or to pick us up and take us in? No, it's only, it would be to uh, to pick you up and take you in. So Novgorod Station okay. only has two docking bays, um, but they do they do have shuttles for when they get full. But um, well, could we repair good. our docking station there, or do we have to go to this? It, so there's some other larger facility that we'd have to go to. to no, you could. Yeah, I mean, I assume that there's going to be a hefty repair bill, anyways, for all these patch jobs. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. like I'm in the Mandalorian now. <laughs> 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 So I guess one question is, guys, do we need to uh, smuggle this shit onto the shuttle or is this something that we are openly trying to unload on Novgorod? Oh, I don't think we want to be open about it. No, but I mean, it's not like it's labeled, you know, scorpioned protein. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could be, we could bring it yeah. without, you know, we, we should be a little bit deceptive, I think. It looks like medical supplies, basically. I mean, there's, well, I, I mean, we would want to bring it. We're, we're, we're going to go shopping for customers, right? We're not going to bring it all with us. We're going to leave most of it on the ship. We're going to bring some samples. And I'll, I'll remind you guys, you have, you have both, right? You have unprocessed and processed. Right. And I would say that. Um, especially the processed is probably more illicit. The right. the unprocessed, you guys may recall, there's a pretty high black market or just demand in general for raw scorpion and, venom. And people yeah, I, people I, know I that's we a would thing probably too. shop them separately. Yeah, probably different yes. customers. Because scorpion venom that that would be more 
that would be less illicit than you know some sort of yes. super yeah. drug but maybe maybe manufacturing. more yeah um yeah, but yeah different customers well easy, maybe easier to find buyers for the regular scorpid venom because it's more above the table maybe, and then maybe. that for the unprocessed stuff i think amia amia is gonna like it so amia has this this has connections right and Novgorod station, she's got a few. I think the processed stuff would be Amia's stuff, and maybe Samson is the unprocessed stuff. Does that sound what like what other folks are thinking? Sure. You've been you've been uh, chatting with I mean above the table, uh, your little uh, buddy, right? So. Well, I, I sent him an email, but I haven't received yeah. the response. From and him. I think Amia's assessment of like, just because you're like, you seem to be very into this, like she has noticed you're into the whole like research thing. That, and you're, you know, you being an actual scientist would have probably more connections of the unprocessed stuff, whereas being more on the, you know, drug side would be Amia's kind of thing. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll point out, just as a reminder, um, before you go knocking on doors with your venom supply, uh, Waylon Yutani doesn't know about you guys skimming a large quantity of venom from the research station, no. which is where that all came from. You guys bailed out the station and the uh, uh, processed stuff, the unprocessed. Waylon Yutani, oh. um, Waylon Yutani doesn't know about shit. That's the way we want to keep it. I'm serious. Uh, well, I mean, we'll have to tell them something, right? We're going to tell them maybe we went to this other station. Maybe we reserve some of the processed shit. Uh, to I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what Waylon Yutani knows and doesn't know. What I'll say, they definitely wouldn't. They definitely don't know for sure. Is that you guys, as your fee for helping those guys out, took a whole bunch of the venom. I won't touch the other stuff. And that so was from the on first planet, planet, right? The first yeah, that planet. was the first yeah. Planet, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Because that was all Whalen Yutani property. I assume Maybe, everything you know, that Blaine knows, Whalen Yutani knows, honestly. <laughs> I don't trust that fucker. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Say what? Mm-hmm. Hey, so hey. Did, did we take more unprocessed from the from the Magdala station? Or did we only take the processed stuff? No, it's processed. That's just the, okay. that's yeah. just the super drug. So unprocessed yeah. came from the planet and the, the protein came from right. Magdala station. Okay. You got it. I, and I, what, I say we split the the drug, the processed stuff. Uh, and, you know, maybe, you know, Blaine, obviously you're in this discussion, right? So, you know, maybe we give some of it to, you know, we say, here's what, you know, we go to Waylon Yutani. Hey, we found these two guys on the station. You know, we're going to, you know, and, and we also found this supply of the processed venom. But then we reserve maybe 80% of it for us to sell. I, I mean, and I'm willing to discuss. Uh, whether that's the best thing to do or hide it all from Waylon Yutani. And just to be clear for me, this is just me as a player talking. Chuck isn't really involved in any of this discussion and doesn't really care. He's sitting there, I don't know, working, fiddling with the coffee maker. You would, I think you would silently. Amia's going to make sure you get your share. So this is anything. This is not your your area. Right. Anything related to this is just me as a player chiming in. I mean, you know, I mean, Amia and Captain Sig and Chuck and Pedrick have been together long enough. Yeah, you know, there's a pretty strong bond there. So even as crazy as fuck as Amia is, she's she she is dedicated to the to the original crew. So here's Blaine's take on the situation. Waylon Yutani's going to be most interested in 
the data and these two subjects that we've recovered. They're, the, they're gonna be the high value propositions for Weyland-Yutani. Um, some of the protein and some of the uh, unrefined scorpid venom will be a value as well. But in the long run, whatever amount we have here is gonna pale in comparison to what Weyland-Yutani is gonna want if this is if this is really going to turn into a viable thing for them, they're going to dwarf, you know, the amount yeah, we they're, have. Well, they're going to set up their own production, I would assume, right? Right. Um, and if it turns out that it's not worthwhile, they don't want a bunch of extra crap laying around. So I don't think they're going to ask a lot of, as long as we give them the data and as long as we, okay. and give is not the right term, as long as we can negotiate a fair trans, a finder's fee for the data, and the subjects and samples of the protein and samples of the uh, unrefined. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. That's going to be the windfall. And at that point, Will and Yutani is probably not going to ask very many questions about what else we might have recovered. So, good. So, good. so I say we get our best deal for those items, hold everything else back, and see what we can find out in the free market. <laughs> nice. Um, hey, uh, guys in the Colonial Marines, anyone could chime in on this. Um, give me the name of like someone that was like, if you were a low rank or like if they were shit, I don't know, like if they were like a cadet first class or like a crewman or something in the Colonial Marines, uh, give me the name of someone that was just like a big kiss ass. What like who we who we would have known in the court? Yeah, yeah, like who one of you would have served with or something? Uh, like a, a guy with a real stick up his ass. Ensign Summers. Okay. Who who knew him? Uh, you know, I mean, Amia, maybe Amia did. Maybe he was uh, attached to the uh, the surgical, the medical, the medical team. Yeah, perfect. That's what I needed. Uh, cool. So I you feel guys like are I'm doing it. I love it. What's that? I feel like I'm doing a Mad Lib. Do you know what a Mad Lib is, you fucking yeah. kid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know some... you do, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, when I was in grade school, I downloaded an app for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. Ensign's a Navy rank, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it, that's like a... That'd be well, like wait, a... wait, wait. What are Marines? Marines are Navy, too, motherfucker. As much as they might deny it. No, they... yeah, we can call him lieutenant, whatever. Oh no, him. but it would be like uh, below. Maybe he That's was lowest Navy. officer rank. I just looked up the. Maybe word. he so, was so. Navy. Maybe that. So like, yeah, I mean, we would have been Colonial Marines. Maybe he was Navy. Even worse. Perfect. Good. Um, but I'm gonna downgrade him, so he wasn't ensign yet. I'm gonna say he was like. Because that would be the lowest officer rank below junior. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So do they have. Well, they wouldn't probably have mid below lieutenant space, right? So let's just say, it's like, kind of he thing. was some new fucking, um, new fucking ensign that drove drove Ensign. me in that Ensign. 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 Okay. Well, um, it's a, and it's know. fine. I I mispronounce stuff all the time. I'm not judging. Okay. Um. Perfect. Um. Great. So you guys are approaching. Um, you've got somewhat of a plan. It sounds like just enough to make Waylon Yutani happy. Um, Patrick, 
a a hail comes in over the comms and just to make it easy we'll say everyone hears it um Turgenev, this is Magdala Station One. Do you copy? Copy loud and clear. Uh, yeah, thank you, yeah. Novgrad. Five by five. <laughs> exactly, five by five. Yeah, I've got the. Oh shit! What would what would the navy be called? Colonial navy. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Honestly, don't there's got to be a navy, right? We've got marines. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Okay, so we'll just call it colonial navy. I fucking know that. Um, uh, I've got a Lieutenant Commander Summers here from the Colonial uh, Colonial Navy. I'm going to patch them through. Over. Roger. Is can Amia hear this? Yeah. 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 She, she, her, her, her eyes flash uh, dangerously. Did he just say Summers? Barnicky. He owes me money. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I heard. Fucker. Is that a problem? That is a... That guy ain't worth the oxygen keeping him alive. And, uh, yeah, this, this, fucking, this fucking voice comes over the radio, and it's like, uh, I don't know, it's a guy making him sound, trying to make himself sound three inches taller than he really is and uh Durganev, this is lieutenant commander summers do you copy i uh i sort of have to lean back from the speaker a little bit because it's hurting my ears <laughs> and uh say uh this is Turgenev, roger we hear you loud and clear over we're up on some activity near Gamma Laporis. And uh, your ship signal was flagged in that area. Am I speaking to the captain of this ship? Uh, no, you're. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah you're <laughs> <to> the... <laughs> Inspiration point for art. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> This is Captain Patrick. He tries to say it. That's how he thinks he says it. What he actually says is, this is Captain Patrick. <laughs> Voice cracks. Captain Patrick, I'll need you to make your way to my quarters immediately upon arrival. We have a few questions. Ooh. And Chuck actually does that. <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. <laughs> and then I look around hoping somebody tells me what to do and i'm just like uh roger i mean just gonna roll roll his eyes it's like don't worry i can handle this fucker all right uh and then roger i'll i'll come as soon as i can out and then i turn and to amia patrick turns to amia what the fuck was that yeah, that's a that that dude is the biggest toady I've ever met in my life. Don't worry, I'll go with you. Appreciate it. <laughs> What's Amia's manipulation? It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just upped it. It's uh seven dice. But 
let's not necessarily have you go right away. And I may want to go along as well. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop you. Okay. This guy's gonna this guy's gonna pull some bullshit based on what I remember. So if you want to bring, you know, I think uh, she'll look at Blaine kind of speculatively, um, thinking like, you know, are you really on my side? I can't quite tell, but you know, we've got there's a lot of money on the table here, and uh, you know, this could be a fly in the ointment. And so we need this needs to be handled. Well, I don't know this particular lieutenant commander, but the Colonial Navy needs to remember that they serve and protect us. We don't serve and protect them. And me is just going to grunt. And you can see her kind of like turn and like, okay. And in her head, she's thinking. All right, we can use this. We can we can set these two guys against each other. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> That'll be two peas in a pod. <laughs> Good. Uh, anything else before you guys? Uh, you're drawing near to the station. You're right. all this has taken time over a, a few days, and uh, you guys approach the. Uh, the transfer gates, uh, one of the docking arms. And uh, did you guys decide if you were going to dock or, or take the shuttle in? What's the, what are the upsides and downsides? Um, well, the downside is your docking. Oh, yeah. Do we, can but, we but... even dock if we want to? <clears throat> Um. Yeah, I think it just requires manual. Oh, oh we'd have to make a roll. It, I mean, the, it would the, be much easier if we docked. I mean, it's we should have a fucking pilot, right? Well, and Chuck wants to fix the fix it, and the only way we can fix it is if we dock because we need yeah we need like proper you know dry. I mean, it's gonna glare at Ace as like we just need a fucking the fucking pilot to do his fucking job. Very good. Uh, if right. that's the uh, the path you guys want to take, then I'll just need a piloting check. Well, I mean, gosh, let's <laughs> let's ask our captain what he wants to do. Yeah, right. Chuck's like Chuck's like we need to fix this thing. Me is going to be tapping a syringe as her hand as she looks at him. I feel it's in our best interest if we uh, if we dock. As I, you know, internally take the temperature of the room and try and just to as many people as possible. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I guess I'll do a piloting. Uh, nice. Oh, like the vacuum. So I get a plus two piloting our ship. All right. Nice. Good. Uh, question for. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Damn it. Amia, here's how you're. I'm gonna push it. Amia, Amia pulls pulls the syringe like out of a little vial of scorpionid venom and walks over toward you like with a little drip coming down the end of the syringe. <sighs> God, all right. So that's my smell like bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it smells kind of good. It smells a little uh, sweet. All right, so this is humiliating, but uh, okay. So I'm gonna push it. So 
do I add a stress die before I push? Yeah. Is that the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, that'll be your second. Uh, and for, for mom, that was 11 dice, which the yeah. odds of missing on 11 <laughs> dice is absurd. Absurd. And now, I, I will I'll, point I'll out that, that, later. that Art also has the most successes ever rolled, though, on a on a roll. So, you know, <laughs> it's it can go both ways. There we oh. go. Two successes. Oh, wait, that was, com that was ComTech, not piloting. Yep. Oh, I guess it's the same. To say, um, yeah, but take the fucking threes. Like, yeah. You, yeah, you still have it. two successes. You had one less. You could still guy. totally padrick this. So let's. <laughs> don't make him roll it again. I don't. I can't. My heart can't take it. No, I'm right there with you. Because uh, <laughs> this is All like right. last. I was like, <laughs> gonna break yeah. Novgorod Station. <laughs> this is a major commercial hub. I just remember. <laughs> my part of my backstory is that the one time my shits together is when I'm piloting. But I can't park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, Art. Um, tell me, tell me what happens and and what in the final resolution as you pass this roll. So, start like I'm coming in too fast. Then, second of all, like I start to open the airlock before we're fully sealed, and then I'm like, oh shit! And then I flip it down, but that keeps me from realizing I need to slow down a little bit. So it's a pretty hard. Uh, it's a pretty hard joint, and everybody sort of stumbles and has to grab onto something. <laughs> Chuck, right there, <laughs> smooth as always, Ace. <laughs> Chuckling as he leaves the as he leaves the bridge. <laughs> and I love, <laughs> I love how none of that had to deal with the um, docking arm actually malfunctioning. Pilot error. No, it's all me. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't need a malfunctioning so, piece. Yeah. Quick question: uh, uh -huh. As a general rule, when a when a ship docks is there any type of like port inspection like should we anticipate people are going to be coming yes. on yeah i think you guys ran into that when you very first came to novgorod right. i don't think we want people yeah. coming on the ship so uh my suggestion is we well we could have made preparations too for the to disguise the unprocessed scorpion venom which they'd be most likely to see because it's in the cargo bay right I also we don't want seeing the people in Medbay and saying, who's this? Why are they here? So I'm thinking, can we try to sell them on, um, you know, look, the docking arm is not stable. You know, we're going to come off because we need to come off, but it's not safe to just randomly have people coming on until we get the situation squared away. Oh, yeah. You can absolutely try to try and sell them on that. <laughs> And I, hey, think master manipulators I, on and I think that's a great fucking way to try and sell it. Right. So uh, is it going to be completely inappropriate for Blaine to have this conversation with the, the port authorities? Uh, no, I actually don't think so at all. I mean, you are the company representative, so. I just, I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Does the company basically own this entire station or is it like the biggest this is this is not a this Novgorod specifically is actually owned by Siegson, um, but Wayland Utani leases office space. Your ship is owned by Wayland Utani. Right. Yeah, I think that's okay. his, that's your angle. This is Wayland Utani property. Yeah. We don't want Siegson poking around in it. Which Siegson wants to poke around in. That's the whole point of inspecting oh, sure. other people's stuff. So yeah, so I'll try to do a manipulation on the port authorities and you know go in with the it's not safe you know we're gonna make repairs once it's repairs you're more than welcome to come and board and i'm sure you really don't want to piss off your biggest client 
because um, you know there are other stations that Wayland Utani can can go find if they need to that that are more respectful of our corporate needs. So nice. So and I, angle I'm going to take with it, and I'm going to use manipulation. But when I use manipulation, I can use my wits instead of my empathy. So that's going to basically add a a net gain of plus three. And I'm, I'm nice. talking through all this, so when I fail, people understand uh, how glorious this. <laughs> no, is. you're no Padrig. Uh, I I had horrible rolls. Oh, last game. Oh. So. Um, Famous last so eight Man. nine dice, no hits. Yeah. Guess we're all yeah. Padrig today. Yeah. Uh, and like <laughs> the the um, so like the 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 transfer gate attendant like starts to raise an eyebrow. Like oh, I've heard this shit before. Totally pushing, pushing it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. If only it had uh, that coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly I can't. Oh, I just roll it again. I, I, I yeah. just add a stress die and roll it again. Roll it again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I keep thinking of Forbidden Lands where they have a nice push button already there for you. There we go. There you go. Nice. Uh, okay. Nice. I, I yeah. carefully looked at his ID tag, and I'm like, "How do you spell that last name again?" Yeah, that's Jones. J O N E S. Just want to make sure you've decided this is how you want things to play with your supervisor when uh, I have a conversation with them. And she looks over your shoulder, and she sees like Patrick like stumbling in the airlock. Maybe he like just happened to trip or something like that, and the whole like. <laughs> The whole thing does shake like it does look pretty flimsy. <laughs> and then they roll their eyes and like, all right, just get it fixed. And then we'll still need to inspect your ship, yada, yada, yada. Um, Chuck is in the cargo bay stenciling the Wayland yutani logo onto the uh, pallets <laughs> of um, the unprocessed scorpion, scorpion and venom and then adding another stencil that says medical supplies. So, yeah, <laughs> it Hello. feels right. Well, that looks great, but who are the chefs? <laughs> it's true. Somebody might want to spell check it. It's not. It's not uh, Chuck's forte. Nice. Um, so you guys find yourself um, in the main concourse of Novgorod Station. Um, just a reminder: Novgorod Station is a very large um, station. You're, as kind of working visitors here, you're pretty much limited to um, this main concourse area. There's other stuff for, like, permanent residents here. There are some people that live here. Um, Seekson has all kinds of stuff on the upper floors, that kind of stuff. But you're pretty much, unless you want to do some sneaky, sneaky stuff for whatever reason, you're pretty much constrained to this main area. Uh, that's fine. Where I bought the Ascot, right? It, it very well <laughs> is. Yeah, because I, I should go get another. Those are, oh, those are custom, uh, custom design for you. Yeah. Um, and I, I will add that um, you will find that some money has been deposited in your account for the rescue job, uh, your original job. It's good because we might need it to repair the ship. Yeah, that's because <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's staying behind to oversee the. The repairs, so he won't be with the rest of the group. 
Okay, good to know. Uh, let's yeah, let's go ahead and get that roll call then. Uh, Samson, what are how are who are you going with, or what are I guess what's your plan um, now that the ship is docked? Well, I definitely want to go to the uh, to the fancy fabric store. <laughs> of course, first first item on the agenda: more escots. It's uh, it's somewhere near uh, Galleria Nishi. Uh huh. It, it's sort of like a, a little corner, and there's a there's a woman over there. And she sells uh, scarves and uh, ascots and stuff like that. And so I'm definitely uh, kind of like hustling over there to, uh, with a fresh spritz of Dracar Noir on my on my neck, uh, <laughs> to uh, head over there and, and say hello, and kind of flirt with her a little bit, and then uh, look at some of the finer fabrics that she has and pick something in sort of a fuchsia, and uh, something in a pink. That I would mm. like to show to uh, Amia at some point, you know, to show <laughs> that I have a softer side. Because <laughs> she's all about it. That's gonna, yeah, that's gonna hurt your chances, buddy. I'm just saying. Exactly. Which is why, which is why I'd do it. <laughs> uh, always bumbling, always wrong. Damn you. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's back in that like green X, like in a back corner of the gallery of Nishi. Yeah. Um, Chuck, you're staying on the ship. Um, it sounds like you guys were not running um, to Lieutenant Commander Summers. You're not running to the uh, security station first thing it sound, sounded like. Um, so what was yeah. the plan for the rest of you? Well, I was going to suggest that Patrick and Amia um, find some place to be where Summers can't easily find them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to set a meet with uh, the Wayland yutani people here to negotiate the, trans- the finder's fee for the data and um, the subjects that we recovered from the station. Uh, and in the course of that conversation, I'm going to suggest that this Summers character is uh, interfering with company business. Ooh, nice. um, I think Amelia wants to come along for this Wayland Utani. I mean, she's a Wayland Utani employee. Yes. Or are we independent uh, contractors? Employment at will. No, no, yeah, no, no. You are absolutely a member of the family. <laughs> no. The man's the family. There's a big, there is an amazing eyebrow arch when Blaine says that. <laughs> you could, you could build a, you could build a bridge over the Golden Gate with that eyebrow arch. Yeah. Uh, so, Amina, tell me about your last uh, corporate negotiation. Just like a kind of sense of, of what you're going to bring to the table here. Uh, I'm, uh, you know what, Blaine, I'm. I won't say a word. I'm just going to watch the master operate. That's all I want to see. I just want to learn from the master. In a in a very poor and transparent attempt to like, you know, uh suck up to you, but you know, it's obviously she knows it's not right. working. But, right. you know, she'll say it anyway. So I poise, pull out my little uh voice dictation. Uh note. Claims she won't say a word. Click. <laughs> Uh, Amia, Amia, Amia looks at Blaine and just says, "You don't know me very well if you think um, I'm going to speak when I say I won't speak." 
I'm just, you know, you know why I'm there. I don't I, trust you. I, I understand. I think a healthy self-interest is the key to success in life. So I applaud that. I just if if you truly have the best interests of uh, um, you know our crew and our ship at heart, um, and and that shows when I go with you, um, it's it's win win to put it in your quote unquote terms. I I understand why you want to come. It makes perfect sense to me. I just since the goal is for us to maximize our recovery because I'm going to have to ask them to go outside the standard compensation schedule for finder fees, because this is far more valuable than what is uh, in schedule four. So, but there is a provision to go outside. I, you know, if you want to, if you want to, at some point in the negotiations, ask me to step outside, I will not protest. That's not the issue. I want you there the entire time. Just want you to understand that we're going to be selling, and it's a negotiation, and we want them to feel good about the negotiation. Sometimes, I know this may be shocking to you, sometimes you strike people as aloof, cold, <laughs> uncaring, possibly psychotic. So just if you could play that down for just this short period of time. Mia pulls out a uh, a small tube and applies a bright red lipstick to her lips. How's that? Fantastic. <laughs> uh, sorry, is Patrick watching this or is he not part of this? I was going to say, I imagine this, like those two are like in each other's face and Patrick is like right there. <laughs> just like right between them. Trying to and, and disappear like, under the floor. Annoyance on her face, like looking at Pedrick, like, come on, motherfucker, Jesus. And Pedrick can't believe someone just called to me a psychotic to her face. <laughs> like, yeah, we all knew, but she just shrugs. She just shrugs. It's like, yeah, of course. I didn't say she was psychotic. I said she sometimes comes across as psychotic. She just shrugs. It, it, it rolls off her like water off a duck, is all I'm saying. The misunderstanding of the listener, not her. That's the only issue. She doesn't care. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, Matt, in your mind, is this like a kind of a committee that I'm going to be talking to? Like, are there are there different there will be a, or There will be a company rep. There's not there. Wayland Utani maintains offices for contracts. And there's like a small boardroom here, which I think yours was over like conference call but no one was right. here then. And I'm going to say that there's a Waylon Utani rep that has like replaced you at this point um, that okay. you'd be able to meet with. The other thing that I'd point out is other than the security office itself, I would say that the, the Navy and other, you know, like anyone in the colonial Marines probably sticks to decks like E and up. And there's probably like a private mess hall for service members. So like, I would say it's pretty rare that someone from the Navy would go to like the restaurant or even the inn. There's no real reason for them to go there. Well, I don't want Patrick to be too far uh, away. So potentially I'll bring Patrick with me as well. Maybe park him in the lobby while I am in with Amia doing the negotiation. 
Okay. I mean, you could also like, if you wanted to do it outside of what the Wayland Utani offices, that that's fine too. Like if you were worried about like summers popping in there or something, but they do have like an office. Um, I would, I, I want to maximize the opportunity to make a compelling case. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I guess I don't know the setting well enough to know whether like this is a conversation that should be held outside the office because it's going to be kind of, you know, maybe not completely hundred percent by company protocol. And so we, we, we go do we go to a place where we have those conversations um, versus, you know, is it the Wayland Honey space like a safe space where I don't have to worry about someone eavesdropping and things of that nature? So wherever the place that my experience would tell me this is my best chance to make the deal and minimize the possibility of Summer sticking his nose in, that's where I'm going to try to to broker the deal. And I'll let you tell me where that is. No, I think uh, Blaine would realize that uh, Chili's is the new golf course. It's where business happens. <laughs> a small business magazine, businessman magazine. I get, some, and I, think uh, I get some jalapeno poppers. Uh, I think you're on. You nailed it exactly because you know just to throw a wrench in the whole fucking thing here is your GM. Like even just listening to you guys talk, like to me it's super weird that Blaine is not playing this by like, Waylon Yutani, we're home. Here's your shipment. So I definitely think you're probably onto something that maybe he does want to talk to him outside of the normal i don't know i'm just saying as an observer i think it's weird um so you're probably right yeah this is also why um amia's a little suspicious so so part of this then let's just go above table is um kind of the vision i've created of this setting i i have basically made this the east india company in space mm-hmm um, and so in my mind, I'm like one of those guys that went off into the hinterlands and I've come back to the East India office and said, look, look at this new opportunity for wealth. And, but of course I want to be compensated because I went and did this in the name of the East India company. Um, so I, I feel like it's that kind of like way out on the frontier. There's not a lot of corporate control out here and the corporation uses things like finders fees and oh, yeah. bonuses to to encourage their agents that are out and about to be looking for stuff and finding stuff versus just my orders were to move this from here to there so that's all i did that anomaly we flew by i just flew by it i didn't do anything because my orders were to move this from there no so i love like, that i love that i I think that's really good. And I think probably you're right. Like this far out in the frontier that more so how things are done. So that's good. Um, I'm just, and I, I say weird. I meant more like mysterious. I'm not critiquing like your decision by any means. So that, that's awesome. Um, so interesting. You you guys head into, uh, Chile's the restaurant here on Novgorod (laughs) station. Uh, Patrick, you're like, maybe there's a bar up front and like from outside the bar, you see like, uh, Professor Ascot is like out in the Galleria and he's like standing in front of a mirror and he's just frantically like trying on different ascots. He's got like a lime green one on. <laughs> and he's idea. just like, um, and that's, that's where, like, uh, go ahead. Red one, right? Is that lime green? 
<laughs> or was that baby blue? I don't remember. Somebody had a lime green ascot in Scooby Doo. <clears throat> Didn't Fred? Or is it Daphne? Must have been Daphne for sure. Way, don't get me started on Daphne. Oh my god. I've I've seen some stuff. Hold on, I need to go and mute. <laughs> it's Daphne. Uh, Daphne has the lime green one. Just a quick Google search. Purple <laughs> purple dress with lime green uh, scarf. Nice. Very good. Checking it out in the mirror. Striking poses. Yeah. Uh, within like right, public. This ascot. <laughs> nice. Um, Blaine, did you? Um, did you reach out to Waylon Utani on your way in to like have the rep meet you at the restaurant? I assume, or something like that. Or are you gonna yeah. go in the okay? Yep. Good. Um, and uh, the three of you walk in. Patrick, you you perch up at the bar and you order like some like you order like a fishbowl drink. Like it, it's bright blue. It's got like ten <laughs> pieces of fruit in it. A giant nice. umbrella. umbrella ice um there's actually no alcohol in it um it's what like space truckers <laughs> like buy girls to see if they'll pretend to be drunk that kind of thing um <laughs> do i do i know there's no alcohol in it or do i No, think you I'm think that drunk? it's totally loaded full of alcohol so nice um the other two of you make your way to a um not like completely private but like maybe like a little side room off um like with three walls so like the one wall in is kind of open and there's a there's a six person table there and you walk in and there is a a slender uh woman sitting at the table and she stands up and she's wearing a gray women's suit with a black undershirt a gray dress uh her hair is a brown she wears it like tight to the head, slightly combed over. Combed over. It's uh, cropped I, I like short. Combed over. <laughs> combed, combed over. Um, her ears stick out a little far. She's got a very pencil-y mustache and kind of a, a long nose. And she bears a striking resemblance to Blaine. Hmm. The female Blaine. And that's where we'll stop because we got to do some experience because we missed it last time. Mm. Very nice. I'm a little creeped out by a female blame. Yeah. Do you mean like. I just threw up a little in my mouth. (laughs) What'd you say, Hollywood? When you say striking resemblance, do you mean like brother, sister, or like the same face? I mean, like a relative. Sorry, it's not face on. Face on. <laughs> There's an android. Oh my god. He's an android. <laughs> no, it's knows. it's literally Blaine. <laughs> Blaine in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing a red ascot. Um, sorry, I'm just flipping madly to get to the uh, XP session. I should. I need ribbons. Well, everyone go ahead and uh, take two because you've participated in the last two game sessions. All right. Um, and then this session or last session, just last week, did you risk or sacrifice something to further your agenda? Um, 
So you'll have to review your personal agenda and let me know. I don't know. I guess Chuck did by pulling his switcheroo stunt, which was kind of a thrill. He's, you know, breaking the law. Yeah, I think that's a risk. And he's a compulsive thrill seeker, and it could potentially fuck over a lot of people on the Go ahead (laughs) and take that experience point now, because that's going to have continued risk going forward. Yeah. I think Um, I'm amazing, though. I'm sorry. While I'm generally fine with the above table uh, player knowledge versus character knowledge, I want to claim that point. And I think, Matt, you know why I want to claim that point. I don't want to argue for it. If you don't think I did, that's fine. But, oh, uh, yeah. For the reach around you gave to the CEO. Yeah. Um, go for it. All right. Uh, now, I was thinking I might claim that as well because I started digging around. I don't know if that's risking something, sure. though. I was digging go for it. Files. Yeah. Feeling generous. I feel Victor, that maybe not. At, uh, by attempting to send an email and reach out to Dr. Gupta <laughs> is uh, attempting to further his. You know, I'm not seeing the risk there, Hollywood. Okay. I thought you were kidding, which is why I gave the smartest <laughs> response. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, sorry. Um, I don't think any of you risked your lives or really stood up to anyone last couple sessions like you busted each other's balls um we did have some panic rolls um blaine and i'm all and uh chuck and padrig had panic rolls and victor did did i i thought oh hold on i'm going way too far back i think uh oh no you rolled 2d6 i definitely had panic rolls last session Sorry, I was like way up in the sheet. I was going to uh, say, panic is different than pushing, so I don't know if I did. Right, I did right. blow something, though, right? Oh, you blew something. <laughs> um, no, I. it would just be Blaine, then. <laughs> My face may not have feeling. Um, Excellent. You overcome a dangerous <laughs> event using violent or non-violent means. Uh, the faster than light thing was the only thing I can think of from the past. Because yeah. let's see, the past two sessions, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, but I don't know how you know dangerous that is. Well, life support was out. In yeah, that is true. We had to make stamina rolls to <laughs> survive the yeah. Fritz life yeah. support. Is that where the point? Rolling that, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, did you make a significant Wait. discovery or revelation? Patrick did. Patrick did definitely with everybody's personal files. Well, and the access to mother too. Yeah. And if and just so if if there is anything that we've talked about in Rocket with anyone like privately, um, and you think like like Rex said it's an above the table thing. Like if you feel justified, go ahead and take the point. I'm fine with that. Uh, for things going on behind the scenes, um, extraordinary actions. If you feel like you took one, go ahead. And then all of you take a point for earning money since you got paid this session finally. Cool. What's the what is the verbiage around the extraordinary actions? Thing? Did you take an extraordinary action? No. Like ripping right. somebody in half with a power looter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably yeah. a gold standard for that. Yeah. <laughs> what about landing? 
<laughs> no, I think we already gave you a point for doing a two landing when you overshot it. Um, so you've already done it. It's not so extraordinary anymore. As, it's, as it's, my, becoming order, uh, it's becoming ordinary. As my friend used to say at work, the best recognition you can hope for is that the badge reader recognizes you on the way into work, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uplifting. Nice. Uh, very good. Um, I think last time I let you bank them past 10, so if you start getting close to the 10, then go ahead and spend them. I think it's four, I think, right? Is it four or five? It's five. It's five. You need oh, it only lets to... you bank five? No, no, I mean, no, 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 there's 10, there's 10 to raise, on the sheet. Oh, okay. To raise something, but it's five, it, right? Spend five yeah. to go up one level, right? Yeah, and, and we can do that without training right so if it's if it's from a number to a number instead of just from zero if you already have if you're non-zero you can go up one for five and don't forget about the talents and there are also there are class specific talents and there are also general talents so don't forget okay what does it take to add a talent i think it's the same five it's like on page 30 do you have to like is there any special like training requirement or something I i thought there was I thought there was. Uh, like learning need... a talent always costs five. It requires a day of practice and a successful witch roll. You can make oh, one attempt per go. day. If instructed it's by a witch, teacher who a has a roll, talent, yeah. you succeed automatically if you find a teacher. Got it. Um, very good, then. Uh, awesome. Awesome stuff. I, I uh, particularly really enjoyed everyone going through their personnel file. Mm-hmm. Thanks for giving that off. That was a good time. Opportunity art. That's good stuff. Oh crap! I forgot about my talent. I have one called the long haul. Once per game session, I could ignore all failures. So <laughs> I could have done that uh, on the coffee maker and fixed the coffee maker. That's same. Yeah, have to do that. Try it next like, time. Yeah, I feel like that could be our quest now. Like, <laughs> should be the number one maker. priority. Yeah, and let's go uh, find a good one. Well, we, we could. Yeah, it was well. I mean, you know, the other one was free. That was the big thing. Like we could just take Magdala Station's coffee maker for free, but you know, to buy one from somewhere. That's a good idea. <laughs> well, I think I'm, I'm in. Good. I'm in for that mission. All right, I'll have to rework some maps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to Planet Sharper Image. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I had a lot of fun, gentlemen. Uh, that's it for the year um where we're going next just for planning purposes is i've got um i guess it kind of depends on where you guys take it but i i think i've told you i kind of imagine this is like a three-part arc mm-hmm. and so wherever this story goes next i imagine as the last part of this arc which will be a jump on and jump off point for the overall story so uh, that's going to do it for the year. It's been a ton of fun, but we'll be back nice. January 5th to figure out what to do with all this venom. Sounds good. Sweet. Nice. So, a, so before go. we go, going back to player knowledge versus character knowledge. So uh, as a player, I know there was some discussion amongst the original crew about an opportunity to get their own ship. Um. So Blaine wasn't included in that conversation. And I don't know that Blaine necessarily would at first blush, like just having a ship per se is not something that would be like a big thing for him. So I don't know whether if, uh, if the other players 
want to explore that? Do they want to put some thought in like how they would induce Blaine to want to throw down with that? So just, just put it out there. It's not a big deal. One, I, one thing I, I, add, honestly, above the table, I don't know that I want to induce Blaine. I mean, maybe I'm in my <laughs> character a little too deep, but I, okay. Yeah, um, no, no. Blaine, what may play a role in that, and I don't know how it's going to go yet, is your conversation with your employer next okay. session. Yeah, I think we we yeah. have to get through the no Novgorod station stuff with all this, and then yeah, and if right. if, if like the crew finds Blaine as an asset like that he really nails it with negotiations and gets us a lot of money and like, you know, that may sway some yeah. crew members. Yeah, yeah. That may sway. Right. So, and also above table, if we reach a point where retiring Blaine, uh, because he doesn't really fit in the story anymore is the logical thing. I'm cool with that because I, I play characters and bad things happen to them and they try to cast magic and they, shrivel and die um, <laughs> uh, you know so you can also go out in a blaze of glory though don't, don't forget that yes, and literally oh, yeah. andre smiles um exactly. so uh so i'm cool with that as well so if, if everybody else is really interested in exploring that that's not going to be a problem if it doesn't if blaine doesn't fit that story arc then i have no problem making a new character that does fit that story arc yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's all uh, untapped potential, right? I mean, there's there's an unlimited, there's a horizon before us. We don't know what's going to happen. It's possible that Blaine may endear himself to the original crew, such that yeah. you know. And I, and I don't want to. I don't want this crew dynamic too to make people feel like, oh, I should probably, you know, yeah, yeah, come, come back with another character, to it. right? It's right. it's it's not like it's not like yeah. Amia and Chuck and Padraig are driving the story. It's although we really are. I mean, come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the three of us. I love this dynamic, though. I do love it. It is. It, it, cool. it creates very interesting stuff, but I can understand it being like for 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 Rex and for Hollywood. It's like, well, what, you know, we're constantly uh, yeah. on the outside looking into this. I think both of them office. are reveling in their in their status, but. It, yeah. It's been very cool. And I think we just have to see how it plays out. I think it could easily sure. go one way or the other. Uh, you know, they could, we could easily, like, I, Samson is probably closer to somehow ingratiating himself. Um, Simply because he doesn't have the company taint on him. I mean, that's exactly. Right. exactly. Right. But, but Blaine, so, you know. So let me restate it this way. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't want any players in this game to make story decisions because they feel like, well, we want to make sure that Rex can keep Blaine involved and they get, don't, don't worry about that. Uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We can bring Rex in as another character for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to ruffle my feathers. But, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Blaine. I, I think totally it, get it. It, it's that open horizon and it's exciting. So who knows? Yeah, I feel there's a lot of unanswered mystery questions uh, behind him. So I, I think there's plenty of things on the horizon. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I love this. Hollywood, you're, uh, I mean, Hollywood, Backdoor. Hollywood, you're doing a great job. But you. Backdoor, you're doing an awesome job also. Um, uh, I just need to point out that I am taking a backseat and just listening. Well, um, this is a very character driven campaign. And I, I, I wouldn't have any know. idea how to GM a bunch of headstrong guildies. But, um... <laughs> uh, I want to I go back to Rex's point real quick here, just because I have plans for this campaign. So, no one's going to hurt my feelings if they plan on dropping off when 
um like my first story arc is going to be called the Turgenev's justice and that does that doesn't mean like everyone dies at the end of it it may mean that there, it's a transition to now the next thing is going to be called Turgenev something right uh-huh. and um I want so if you want out like if you're like all right when this is done I'm good with alien just let me know because then it would be really cool to work that in or we can just see what the dice happens um because the fucking android fight should have been a lot harder like I at least expected to inflict damage to you guys if not have someone die um so like death is certainly a potential here but if if you know like all right I'm out or if you're like eh, I'm done playing Blaine, I want a new character. We'll you can, just you can fit somebody you know. up with the suicide vest. I, yeah, they can I, blow up I'm, the, the I'm, boss. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking this story and I'm loving the system. So you know, we'll, I'm, I'm totally up for whatever happens. But yeah, and cool. this, I'm enjoying uh, it. this campaign. Busted my cabal cherry. I'll have you know. It's true. Okay. It's yeah. this is one of my favorites that I've done. Yeah, cabal. it is. It is I, a lot I mean, of like, and honestly, the the ace Chuck. Amia dynamic with and then throwing in the other two guys. Um, I love it. I do. I, it's just great. It's great. I, I also think it it was beneficial to have Hollywood jump in the day of to get yeah, two outsiders because I think having two outsiders, yeah, has only yeah. improved it. I think it'd be really and Rex, you may be up for it, but like if you're the one guy that's like always being shit on. <laughs> it'd probably be hard but at least now like hollywood's being shit on at least some too oh yeah <laughs> so no i mean this was yeah this was this was hollywood i remember this was hollywood's uh entry into the uh cabal and i'm like man this fucker's pretty funny <laughs> i like this guy He's got some skills. Bring it. He's got some skills, exactly. <laughs> well, and of course, I mean, and I know Rex always has the skills, and I love the little competitive shit we got going on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I yeah. How many R- Rex and I have RPG? God knows how many times. There's a reason for that. I just I, oh, yeah. I enjoy it. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Yep. And it, you know, we may not seem like we get along, but. We come back. We come back to each other all the time. It's almost like there's a free market where we're mutually <laughs> to role play with each other. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I value you highly. <laughs> it's all, all of you are Adam doing Smith great. says Rex is my number one. Exactly. I, one. I uh, unfortunately have to go to sleep. So. Yep. yep, and I think Hollywood's got to go too. Yep, same yep. as you guys. We'll see you in a month. Uh, Good times, boys. Yeah. I love it. I love it more than anything. Interesting. I love you all. See yeah. you guys. Good night. <laughs> Great. Good night. Guys. Oh, Thanks. hey, Duck, will you send me the link? I will. I will. Thanks. Thanks. See you. Bye. Good night.